Welcome to Island Baptist Church. Bill's lesson today is in Luke chapter 18, titled, Who Goes to Heaven? Part 2. Out there for you. So now we're ready with all that. No further ado to consider our study here in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 18. And we're going to be in verses 9 through 14. If you were with us here last week, it is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And both went up to pray and one thought he was righteous and the other one knew he wasn't. And what a twist of events and what a, uh, a change uh, that Jesus brings to the common thinking of the day and maybe the common thinking of our day. Verse 9, it says, He, Jesus, also told this parable to certain ones who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Is that you? This, you need to pay attention to what Jesus says then. Trusted in yourselves? Therefore, not God for your righteousness. I'm a good person, and, and maybe you are. This story is for you. You need to hear this story. And views others with contempt. He went, up, he went on to say the two men went up into the temple to pray. One, the one that thought he was righteous, the Pharisee. The other, the tax gatherer. And here's how the Pharisee plays. He stood and was praying thus to himself. God, I thank thee that I am not like other people, swindlers and unjust and adulterers, even like this tax gatherer. He points out the other guy there. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes of all that I get. But the tax gatherer, standing some distance away, was even unwilling to lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. By the way, the sinner doesn't say a sinner, but the sinner. He like says, I'm, I'm the guy. And here's Jesus' commentary on this story. As he tells the story, now he tells us. Now, this is, isn't some Baptist preacher talking. This isn't some politician talking. This is the Son of God who owns heaven and eternal life. So I can't, I can't possibly underscore how wise it would be for you to listen to what he has to say. You plan to go to heaven? What's your plan? Can we agree if your plan disagrees with the Son of God's plan that you're not going? How incredibly important it is that you take his words truly as the gospel. Jesus says, I tell you, because you you're not going to hear this from anybody else, because it wasn't the thinking of the day to be sure. What he says here is scandalous. Theology today had no place for this. I tell you, this man, the self-confessed sinner, not the self-confessed righteous person, went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself shall be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Remember, he tells this story for those who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Is that you? So, so you're going to trust your entire eternity on what you can do. Your wife doesn't even trust you. Your husband, your parents... But you trust yourself enough to risk your whole eternity on what you can produce. I would say that's not wise. Jesus would definitely say that that is not wise. Because notice in the story, it's not the man who's good, but the man who knows that he's not who is forgiven. He knows that he's wicked. Do you know? Do you know that you're wicked? Oh, well, I can't believe you said that, preacher. Well, it's not me saying that. It is Jesus saying that. So you have to understand, heaven and eternity is not going to be on our standards. Even if we all collectively vote and we say, we don't want Jesus to be in heaven. Well, guess what? 
It doesn't change the thing. We want anybody that wants the good people. We want the good people in heaven. Well, guess what? It doesn't change anything. This is not going to be a voting. This is not going to be democracy. It's a monarchy. There's going to be a single king, and that single king is telling you, by his grace, who gets in and who doesn't. Whoa, do you need to listen to what he's got to say. Oh, my goodness. He is, he's truly speaking life and death here, and we need to hear him. It's not the man who was good but the man who knew that he was wicked, that was forgiven. Trusted in themselves, right? So your eternal declaration is either going to be, one, God has saved me for all eternity, you're going to be able to say this. Or you're going to be able to have to say, I tried to save myself. Only two options. Which is it? Are you trusting God to save you, or are you trusting yourself and what you've done to save you? This whole story is about that one thing. And there are only two possibilities, like I said. Either you're self-righteous, that is, you supply your own righteousness, or you are God-righteous. You're trusting God for your righteousness. Only two options there are. Either, either you can be good enough for God to accept you into his heaven according to his standards, not yours, or you can't. It's one or the other. E either, either you can achieve the righteousness of God that satisfies God. Remember, not, not that you're satisfied, because it's not your heaven. You can achieve a righteousness that satisfies God, or you can't. And you sure don't want to wait to get there to find out the answer, because this test is pass-fail. It's not on a score or on a graded scale. Pass-fail. So and if you fail, you fail forever. And if you pass, you pass forever. Either you can make yourself acceptable to God, or you can't. It has to be done for you. And that's, again, what this story is about. The biggest lie on the planet today is that a person can earn their way to heaven by being good. That is a lie. It cannot be done. And the Bible is replete with information to that effect. Hear what the scriptures say. Romans 3.20. By the works of the law. What is the law? Ten commandments. Keeping ten commandments. Got them in your house? I hope you are, by the way. But I hope you're not counting on them getting you in. Because they're going to do the opposite for you. They're going to keep you out if that's what you're counting on. Self-righteousness, unless you're perfect with the law, as we're going to see, it is not your friend. It is your enemy. They will be the words that are used to throw you into hell. By the works of the law, none of mankind will be justified in his. That would be God's sight. Sorry about that. I'm not a good button pusher here. There we go. For through the law comes the knowledge. It just tells you how bad you are. It doesn't help you with anything being good. It just tells you where you broke the law. Tell you you didn't measure up. It doesn't fix you. It doesn't fix anything. In fact, if you break the laws of God, they can't be fixed. Not even God fixes them. Like I saw about, talked about last week, I'm paying for the sins that I did when I was young. No, you're not, sir. They can't be paid for. They can't be fixed. You're not undoing them, I should say. They can only be paid for. By the way, which takes an eternity, because there are eternal laws of the eternal one. So that's why hell's an eternal place. It stands to reason, doesn't it? God doesn't even fix his laws. He pays for them. That's what Jesus did on the cross. He's paying for your sins. He doesn't fix the laws. He fulfills the laws. Because a law has been broken, so what needs to happen now? Someone's got to pay for it. So you need to decide who's going to do that. It's going to be you for all eternity, or the eternal one hanging on a cross 2,000 years ago. That's your options. That's your options. Again, 
But don't think in any way that your good deeds can get you there. Again, the Bible is replete with that kind of information. Galatians 3. For all who rely on the works of the law are what? But I'm trying to be a good person. Nothing wrong with that. But don't think your goodness will ever measure up to what will get you into heaven. Ever. That's a complete lie. Because by the works of the law, everyone who does those is under a curse, as is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of law. You fail even once, that's your ticket to hell. Well, that's not really fair. Well, it's not your heaven. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm just a messenger here. I'm just trying to tell you. When you get there, it's going to be God's rules, not yours, not ours. You need to know it. You need to know that, not, you know, I've, only, I've been real good. Well, okay, you've been real good. Whoever keeps the whole law, no, no, no offense here, but I don't think we have anybody that's that good. Even if you are, kept the whole law and yet stumble at one point, it all falls out from under you. You're guilty of breaking all of them. So it's a complete lie that we could somehow be good enough person to, to earn our way into heaven. It's a complete, total lie. It's a very old lie. It was a lie that was believed by a guy way back there at the Garden of Eden, if you recall. The gates of the garden, two brothers, Abel and Cain. We talked about this last time. Came up with two systems. One was the system that God created. They both heard it. God says, this is what you need to bring, and this is how you need to bring it. And Abel said, okay. It says he brought this, this, this offering by faith. He trusted God. It's God's heaven. God is the one that decides how and in what way we're to be made right with him. We're the offenders. We're the sinners. We don't make a deal with God. God sets the deal with us, and either we take it or we leave it. Abel took it. He did what God said. He brought it by faith. Cain, his brother, didn't do that. Cain decided, I don't care what God says. I'm going to bring what I want, and God has to accept what I've done. He's the first person that ever tried that. And all religions can be divided between those two brothers. One is the religion that is created by God in which God says, this is how you be, this is how you're made right with me. It's a sacrificial system. That's why Jesus was sacrificed for you. Blood for blood. Life for life. You, you earn death with your sin and Jesus took your death on the cross. Jesus paying for your sin. I'm sure you've heard that before if you've been in church. That's what he did. It's an exchange. That's God's system. You submit yourself by faith in that system. You're the same as Abel. But if you don't and say, I don't like that system. I'm going to do what I want. I think I've been good enough. Well, then you're the way of Cain. And the way of Cain, he was the first person, but unfortunately not the last one, to present what they think God should accept. Self-righteousness. And by the way, leading, leading the pack on self-righteousness is the, is the Pharisee. Right? stood and was praying thus to himself because he might as well have been talking to the wall because he's certainly not talking to God. God, the only thing about God in that is that how he starts it. Because everything else is I. I think thee then, I am not like other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers, even like this task together. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. I, I, I five different times. Very clear who he worships, isn't it? That's what self-righteous is. It's self-worship. I'm a great person. Heaven's going to be better. Because you're there? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Something sounds, something is rotten in Denmark to be sure. This guy, notice, he doesn't ask for mercy. He doesn't ask for grace. He doesn't ask for forgiveness. He doesn't ask for help because he doesn't think he needs it. He's self-righteous. Is that you? 
I surely hope not. He doesn't think he needs it. And by the way, he, he twice fast, fast twice a week. You know why? They would do it on Mondays and Thursdays. Do you know why? Because those were market days. That's when everybody was in town. Because he thought the service that he does to his community is make sure that when he stands to pray, they get a good look at what a righteous God looks like. They were real, they were real pieces of work. They really were. It's Pharisees. Arrogant. Believe that God, like I said, heaven's going to be better because they were there. That's exactly, exactly the way they believe. But again, Jesus warned against this, didn't he? When you fast, don't be like the, that's what they are, hypocrites. You think you're self-righteous, you're just a hypocrite. You're just lying to yourself. Certainly not lying to God because there's no such thing as that because God knows everything. With a sad countenance, he said, for they disfigure their faces. They want everybody to look at them. They may appear to men be, to be fasting. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. That's all they're getting. That's it. The little lift they got when everybody looked at them and they thought they were, everybody was looking at them, that's all they're going to get for all their efforts that they do. By the way, it won't be heaven. Heaven won't be your reward for that. This is the only reward they get. Again, very clear. Mark it carefully. Those headed to hell seek God's commendation. Don't you think I'm great, God? Don't you love me? Aren't I wonderful? I'm the most religious person that there is. Those who are headed to hell think like that. Those who are headed to heaven only seek God's forgiveness. God, forgive, be merciful to me, a sinner. Which one are you? Verse 13, the, the, this, this sinner, he says, he very clear, you know, he, thus, he calls himself the sinner and definitely is a tax collector. I mean, his sins were def, clearly very public, very public sinning position. Uh, stealing, hatred, usury, adultery, idolatry, Sabbath breakers, blasphemers, and they were well known for these things. And they certainly were. He was at all that and, and more. The difference between him and the Pharisee, the Pharisee was better at hiding his sins. That's the only difference. See, only, the Pharisee would only steal from those who he deemed worthy of being stolen from. He'd only swindle those and commit idolatry by marking up things because, you know, they, they, they deserve to be taken from. He would only commit adultery in his heart and only murder in his mind, even though God judges the intent just like he judges the act, doesn't he? See, it's going to be God's standards, isn't it? This guy thought he was good. I'm not like this guy who's done public sins. Well, in fact, it only takes, your ticket to hell is paid for by just one sin. I mean, you break, keep all the laws, right? But you, you uh, th there it is, keep all the laws, but you break one of them, and guess what? Uh, you might as well have broken all of them. He's a big sinner, and, and the, 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 the tax getter, and he knows it. And, and it's a great grace of God informing us about our sin. So he didn't have to tell us. You're headed to a cliff. He doesn't have to tell you. What does he owe you? Nothing. You're his creation. But God so loved us, not only did he send Jesus, but he also sent his word and his law to tell us how bad we are. I was telling the kids down here, you don't accept a cure until you know you're sick. You're going to come and hand me a cure and not tell me how sick I am. I'm going to think you're a nut. The same is true for us, guys. If all we do is tell the world that God loves them, we're not really doing them a good service. You need to tell them what the Bible tells them. You're a sinner headed for hell. And apart from the intervention of God, there is no hope for you. You're going to pay for an eternity for the crimes you committed against these eternal laws. Now let's talk about Jesus. The cure makes sense then, doesn't it? See, a great grace of God is informing us about our sin. And let me ask you this very serious question. Have you ever asked God to reveal your sin to you? Or when was the last time? The Pharisee didn't believe he committed, he didn't believe that he had committed no sins. He just believed that he'd been so good ever since then that God was going to forgive him. 
I've earned the right for God to forgive me. It's self-righteousness, you see. He didn't, don't, don't think he didn't understand what sin was. He certainly did. But I've earned the right. I'm just far better than these people. And by the way, that notion is sending a lot of people to hell today. I've been so good, God. You're going to forgive me. It's just going to be an easy shoe in. And I'll be like the rest of these people that really need to beg for repentance and forgiveness of mercy from you. Because I don't, I don't need that, right? Yep, you're just like the Pharisee. Just like them. It's the same old lie. It's the same old religion started by Cain. I'm not submitting to God's ways. I'm going to bring it my way. I want, I want what I want to bring to be accepted, not what God says. And heaven's going to be, I should say, I should say, hell's going to be full of sincere people. You know that, right? How much more sincere can you get than this? Keeps the whole law. Like I said, all due respect for everybody here, but you're not that good. You're not that sincere. You kept the whole law and only stumbled at one point. You miss it by an inch, you miss it by a mile, it makes no difference. It really doesn't. Hell is going to be fulfilled, filled with sincere people as opposed to those who were saved will know that it came as a result of a gift. Those who are headed to hell, according to this parable, think they aren't. Those headed to heaven know that they are only because of God's grace and mercy. It was not the guy who was good, but the guy who knew that he was wicked that went home justified. Do you know that you're wicked? Do you know? I'm going to ask if you would bow your heads and close your eyes with me as we think about what Jesus has taught us today. Do you know that you're wicked? Do you know that there's no solution? There's no fixing the laws? That you broke it? Not even God fixes his laws? He just requires them to be paid for? And that you and I have to decide we have the grace of God to be able to decide who pays for those? What God greatly desires is that we accept the payment of his son, Jesus Christ, who he hung on a cross to pay for our sins because he so loved us. And, and all us who, who place our faith in him, who trusted him, have, have you trusted Christ personally? I'm not asking if you know that Jesus is the Savior and know about what he's done for you. I mean, have you personally encountered the Savior yourself trusting him to pay for your sins? Because the alternative is that you pay yourself. For your sins. Heaven and earth are hanging in the balance. Heaven and hell are going to be the equation, the result of your decision. God, I thank you so much that you give us a choice. Thank you so much for your grace that tell us that we're sinners. And then not only that we're sinners, but that you have paid the way for us and you offer it freely to us. I thank you, God, that you so loved us, that you intervened in the way that you have in our lives. Thank you for these great stories and the amazing storyteller that your son was so that we can understand something that we've never seen before in a place we've never been, but how critical it will be for us uh, to make a decision today. I pray, God, for those that are struggling, that they would hear you and follow you. Thank you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for visiting. Find us at www.islandbaptistchurch.org.